Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Welcome to Stuff You Should Know from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey, and welcome to the podcast. That's Chuck. I'm Josh. This is Stuff You Should Know. Right. Coming to you live from Studio 1A. Deep within the bowels of HowStuffWorks corporate headquarters in Atlanta, Georgia. Right. That's gross. Yeah, I know. I like to do that once in a while. Right, nice. Chuck, um, my father spent the better part of the late 90s as kind of, um, well, he took a lot of pills. Okay. Uh, they were all herbal. They were uh-huh. all herbal supplements, mind right. you. But he would take like um, uppers in the morning, like herbal uppers. Interesting. And then he'd take like herbal downers, like 202s or 404s. I can't remember what they're called. Um in the evening, you know, to relax. Right. And I call him the herbal Elvis. <laughs> and uh, and I, I kid you not, he did this. That's like good. he was up and down and up and down. And right. finally he kicked the habit, I guess. I don't know if he takes I know he takes a lot of vitamins and stuff, but I think it's, uh, it's healthier. Right. Um, and plus now that he's retired, he has less reason to wake up in the morning. Well, as long as he didn't pass away on the toilet. No, he think, hasn't. Uh, he hasn't. Good. And thank God. Uh, but the thing is, is it, it kind of points out like, Herbs can really pack a punch. They can. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, like take uh, Ma Huang, for example. Can I? Sure. Um, Ma Huang, better known in this country as ephedra or ephedrine, uh, which is actually the alkaloid, the isolated alkaloid of uh-huh. Ma Huang, which actually in Chinese means bitter yellow. Right. Ma Huang, bitter yellow. It uh, points to the uh, the color of this little evergreen shrub and the horrible taste yeah. of its leaves. Uh-huh. Um, Ma Huang has a ter- terrible taste. Sure, a bitter yellow taste. Uh-huh. Um, so, you know, the Chinese have been using this shrub for like five thousand years, right? Uh huh. And they're not really having a lot of trouble with it, right? Um, it comes to the United States in the nineties, and all of a sudden, between like the early nineties and two thousand three, there's like sixteen thousand cases of death and injury reported to the federal government. Right. You've got truckers and uh, college mm-hmm. students popping white crosses. Yeah. It's uh, they're also a key ingredient in uh, methamphetamine. Exactly. Yeah. And meth labs. Yeah. So I mean, what happens? What happened? Right. I mean, the Chinese well, have used this stuff for five thousand years. Right. It it, it it comes to the U.S. and within a decade, sixteen thousand people drop like flies. Yeah. I'll tell you what happens. Americans love to get high. Yeah. It's as simple as that. Yeah. Abuse. Exactly. It's yeah. abuse. It's a lack of understanding. It's a lack of respect. Right. Um. To the Chinese, what what we consider herbs, they consider drugs. Right. And what we consider herbs. We don't really fear. We find them all natural. We don't, you know, it, it's not regulated by the FDA, so how could it be harmful? Right. That's one of the um, interesting things I think you pointed out was if something is, the more heavily something is regulated, the more people will fear. The less something is regulated, the more they think it's just fine. Exactly. Like, think about how you perceive Tylenol. Sure. And then how you perceive Tylenol 3, that stuff with codeine. Right. Which is pretty much like 800 milligrams of Tylenol, right. I think. Something like that. Really not that big of a difference. If you've no. ever taken them, the difference isn't significant. No. But yet one's like under lock and key behind you know the pharmacist's counter, and the other one's just right out where God and everybody can shoplift it. Exactly. So, I mean, you, you perceive them as different because they're regulated, because right. the government's like, whoa, 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 pal. Right. You just need to kind of back off that. With herbs, there's no regulation whatsoever. They don't even sell them in the same place as the Tylenol. Right. So they seem even less significant as far as the health risks go. But that's not true. There's plenty of herbs out there that are just crazy potent. Uh-huh. Um, like uh, Datura. 
You know, you know what an angel's trumpet is? Uh, no, I don't. It's not an article. Don't bother looking for it. Okay. Uh, you can find an angel angel's trumpet plant in um, just about any southern backyard. Uh-huh. They have like these long trumpet shaped flowers, hence okay. the name. Right. Um, and if you eat one of those flowers. Within an hour, you will be baying at the moon and beating up the cops who come to arrest you. Really? It will drive you nuts. And this is just a, an ornamental plant in right. the U.S. No one has any clue about it. Sounds but like you've, it's, done, it's you've got some experience chemical. here. <laughs> yeah. I've never, I've never had the gall to actually eat one because right. I don't like eating grass, which is apparently another side right. effect. I think you might have licked a toad or two in your day, though. No, well, actually, <laughs> I've seen warnings to gardeners saying if you have an angel's trumpet plant and you're messing with it, especially the flowers, like, do not rub your eyes right wash your hands it will send you on a wild ride it's interesting that's just one of many um right. monkshood is one of the most potent chemical compounds naturally occurring compounds known to man it can kill you oh very easily right just, stop your uh stop your heart and lung function just from handling it uh-huh yeah so i mean there's a lot of potent herbs out there because they grow from the ground right because we have been weaned we've been at the forefront of modern medicine we kind of disregard herbs right jimson weed that's another one. That was an interesting one, wasn't it? Yeah, that's the uh, hallucinogenic. Uh, and I think you mentioned Jamestown in your article. Yeah, a detachment of the Jamestown colony militia uh, ate a bunch of that in its salad. Right. Uh, and we just went crazy. We're just basically tripping for several days. Yeah. I think uh, the guy who described it said they turned to natural fools upon it for several days. Right. So I'll bet that was uh, quite a shock to them. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, they didn't get a lot of work done those days. But okay, so I think we've established the argument that herbs are potent. Very much. And the problem is, is Americans don't have a, an ingrained respect for their potency, as do some of the older, uh, cultures. Right. And beyond that, Americans, uh, in the, in the 1990s and, uh, into the 2000s, uh, uh, traditional Chinese medicine became more and more popular. So not only are these herbs packing a punch and not regulated, but people really started getting into it. Yeah. And, and Echinacea and right. uh, what's the one? St. John's wort. Sure. You know, people think that these are just cure-alls. And, well, and, and it's not that they're not. It's not that they, they don't have properties. This isn't like snake oil that we're no, talking about. No, of course not. Um, it, it's that since they're not regulated, since they're not really looked into... Uh, you have to effectively self-medicate right. or listen to some jerk at the health food store who may or may not have any idea what he or she's talking about, right? <laughs> um, so it, it can be kind of dangerous. The problem is is, is because of you know the, the uh, arrogance of Western medicine, that it's the only true viable and effective medicine, right. um, people pick up on that. So when people started taking herbs, just average Joes, patients, we'll call them, um, when they started taking herbs, a 2003 survey found that 70% of people who take herbs don't tell their doctors about them. Right, because they're afraid they're going to be told to not take them anymore. Right, right. which is a which is a good fear because, you know, doctors don't understand herbs any more than the guy at the health food store does and probably less. Right. Um, so you've got that problem. And as a result, this thing called complementary and alternative medicine came about. It was basically saying, look, people are running around taking herbs. We need to... Uh, incorporate uh, these other medicines into Western modern medicine right? and see what we can do. It's probably a good idea. It was a great idea because traditional medicines generally are best at curing chronic diseases or uh-huh. handling chronic diseases, right. whereas Western modern medicine is best at acute diseases or acute you know, uh, conditions. So my rule of thumb has always been rheumatoid arthritis, 
traditional medicine. Right. Shot in the leg, you want to go with the Western medicine. Right. Yeah, so gunshot wound, Western medicine. That's a good rule. Rheumatoid arthritis, yeah. Right. You want to go with the traditional medicine. So it, there was a, a movement to incorporate these two. Right. Uh, and the problem is, is again, doctors don't know any more about herbs than you or I. And doctors can get sued a lot more easily if they say, take this herb and the person dies. Right. If we say that, we're just like, oh, man, sorry. Didn't mean yeah. to do that. Doctors like, oh, okay, well, there goes my practice. Right. Um, so, of course, doctors aren't going to recommend this stuff. So CAM, CAM never took off at all. Right. And um, so why? Why wouldn't the FDA regulate herbs? Well, uh, I think the research you found or you posited – was that uh, herbal ingredients um, in supplements don't uh, have to be classified as drugs. They're dietary supplements. No, that's exactly right. And, and this came about through the Dietary Supplement Health and Education Act, which was issued in 1994, right. which is right when this stuff is really gearing up. Uh-huh. There are a lot of questions like, should the FDA get involved? And the government said no. Right. Not only that, we're going to put herbs squarely out of the FDA's jurisdiction. See, with... Um, any kind of uh, pharmaceutical, even yeah. even an over over the counter drug. Are we talking about approval here? Yeah, yeah. We're, we, you and I would have to basically test these compounds, uh-huh. test them on rats, and then you know possibly other primates, and then move to human trials. It costs millions of dollars, and not years. necessarily to the pharmaceutical companies. They get a lot of their research done for free by universities. But it does, somebody's putting in millions, if not, you know, tens of millions of dollars and an average of eight and a half years. Yeah, I couldn't believe that. To get it to the FDA for approval. And the FDA either says no or they say yes. And then they decree it as a controlled substance, uh, like a pharmaceutical, uh, prescribed pharmaceutical or over the counter, right? Right. I thought it was interesting that you, you, the fact that only 0.1% of compounds first tested uh, receive FDA approval. Mm-hmm. That's that is way, way low. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, think about how many times you thought. have to go back to the drawing board. I know. But uh, you have to prove step by step that this is not harmful to humans before the FDA approves it. Right. What the uh, Dietary, Dietary Supplement Health and Education Act, the uh, DSHEA, basically says is not anymore, not with herbal, n- not right. with herbal supplements. It's actually the now, opposite. Yeah, the shoe's on the other foot. The FDA has to prove that right. these herbs are harmful before they can get them taken off the shelves. Right. And uh, basically, they have to prove that the herb poses a a significant health risk or an imminent public health risk, right? Public I, safety risk. Yeah, and I bet the FDA only gets involved if there are uh, you know a bunch of cases where this happens. Yeah, I, I'm. Yeah, I, I mean, like, think about somebody how makes many, a big stink. Right. Exactly. Um, so, and it's a really long process. It's a really involved process, and the FDA, like most other federal agencies, is perennially understaffed and underfunded. Right. So it can be very difficult to get something taken off the market, even if it is, you know, hurting people. Right. And in the meantime, it stays on the market until they can, you know, draw that line. Exactly. So um, there, there are some limitations to it, to what a, a dietary supplement herbal manufacturers can say. Right. One thing they can't do is they they can't say that their um their products treat, cure, or mitigate a disease. Right. Now this is how they market themselves, correct? Yes. Right. Yeah. So uh, for example, uh, somebody who who manufactures an herbal supplement with passion flower, 
uh, they can't say that the product treats anxiety. Right. Instead, they can say something like, it quiets an anxious mind. Right. Which, to me, sounds a lot like the old 19th century tonic commercials. Exactly. Tonic advertisement, like, heroin, it quiets the anxious mind right. kind of thing. You sure know what I'm saying? It sounds a lot like that. Right. And it gets the same point across as well. Yeah. You're basically saying, sort you know, of a loophole. Anxious, anxiety, same thing. Right. Quiets, cures, whatever. Um, there's also one other thing that, that you you can't use ingredients that are already banned. Um, in April 2007, a uh, Chinese product called Seng Zhong Zhu Tong Tan. I believe that's what it's called. I probably just butchered it. Um, it was taken off the market in the U.S. Uh-huh. because it contained human placenta. So the FDA does have some teeth here right. or there. But for the most part, if you and I want to go somewhere and, you know, Take Pick my some herbs, yeah. manufacture it. We can sell them to our heart's content, kill a bunch of people, make a lot of money, and then get out before the FDA can ever say boo. Right. Kick back on a beach somewhere. Let's go do it. Live the good life. Yeah. <laughs> so if you want to find out more about herbal supplements, the FDA, all sorts of other stuff, just go check it all out. Use our handy search bar at HowStuffWorks.com. It's a cornucopia of information. Pharmacopia. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at HowStuffWorks.com. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you?